Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Parenting Tools Podcast with me, Jordan. And me, Jason. This is the podcast where two parenting tools of different kids. <laughs> Just to clarify. I wonder if people have thought that. I, I, I wondered every single time and every single time I, I think we should say something. Yeah. But I always forget until now. We talk about our wives a lot. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, it could be pet names. <laughs> Joe, before we get into this week's episode, next week we have a special guest. We do have a special guest. So joining us on the episode next week, we have Dan Blythe. Now, Dan is the global director of Alpha Youth. If you've not heard of Alpha Youth or Youth Alpha, it's uh, a, a Christian course which is used by churches all around the globe. Just talking about the basics of the Christian faith. Great. So Dan is a father of two got two young boys and he's going to be joining us next week so do listen out for that amazing let's go let's dive in so jason another week another pod another episode another week another pod what you got going on do you know what this is one of those weeks where it just feels chaotic Mm. Uh, we've got a uh, little holiday at the end of this week and probably that's why there's just my to-do list in personal life and work all just seem to be rammed things i need to do before i actually go away yeah um and so honestly i i couldn't name what i've done so far <laughs> this those. week but i just know it's been busy every day's been busy but and i know name. it's gonna be busier yeah for the rest of the week where are you off to center parks oh nice yeah oh, we've gone during term time for the mm. uh for the discount <laughs> for the discount come on <laughs> <laughs> i'll take a sponsor from the pod yeah <laughs> shout out center parks um but it's, it's, we're going as a family with um, our extended family as well. So it's a big group of us. Nice. Uh, we went last year when our daughter was uh, about nine months old, but she was the only child. Mm. Um, and uh, I remember my uh, brother and sister-in-law were looking at us like, why have you packed so much stuff in your car? <laughs> this year, they have a seven-month-old and they're looking at our car in envy. They're like, why do you have to pack so little? <laughs> Can we borrow your roof box? Yeah. <laughs> That is firmly stuck on the car. I'm not taking it off. It's too, it's too much effort. <laughs> the bolts are screwed too tight. <laughs> well, what about you? How's, how's your week been? I'm shattered. I'm, I remember a few weeks ago, um, you just started the pod by going, I'm shattered. And today, I am shattered. So it's, it's a Tuesday as we record this. Yeah. And that's my one day a week where I'm in the office. And it's also, for whatever reason, my kids on a Monday night just don't sleep very well. Um, so yeah, we had both kids up in the night and my wife deals with them still because 
even though she started back at work, new term, back at school, back in the class. So that's a bit of exciting news in the family. Yeah, yeah. But she's not, uh, she's not in on a Monday and Tuesday. So Monday and Tuesday, she's with the kids. But you still wake up, don't you? Like, yeah. Even though you don't deal with them, you're still awake. So your setup is still she deals with the kids at the night time every night. No, we that's a bridge we need to cross. <laughs> we need to we need to discuss how that's going to work really, um, because her job is way more intense than mine in the day. Like she's looking after thirty four kids. Yeah, wow. I'm at home on a laptop, so I'll probably have to do a few of the nights. And I think that's I can't remember how we did it last time. Oh, because we we've stumbled into a new routine. I now do mornings and Emily does evenings. Mm. Noah's quite good in the night now, so she'll sleep through most of it. Um, and so then we'll take it, play it by ear. But yeah. um, that evening when Em's putting her to sleep, little bit Xbox time. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a dream. Although <laughs> until the morning and it's like, I don't yeah, want to get up. I regret that. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's working at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, good for, well, good for you. Good for you getting your Xbox time in. But yeah, it's, it, last night was a bit of a, a tough one. Our little boy, I don't know what time it was. It was like probably quarter to six. I think he was in our room. Yeah. And then you're awake. It's the morning then. Yeah. So yeah, a bit tired. A bit tired I, today. I feel like this is just like one of those patterns in parenting, isn't it? Yeah. It just comes round like every night. Same with like being just so busy and mm. like even a bit disorganized. It all just happens and you sort it all out again. Yeah. You go again, it's bound to come round again. The tiredness is yeah. bound to come round. Yeah. But it's just trying to get through. It's like sometimes so horrid. It's like trudging yeah. through mud. My boss today, we were trying to come up with some ideas for things and I, I threw something in the mix and he just went, are you tired? <laughs> I was like, yeah, mate, I'm really tired. I'm glad you were. Imagine if you'd slept, had a beautiful yeah. night's sleep. No, that's the best I've got. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, tired one today, but we'll be all right. Oh, amazing. Well, Joel, we've got some opening questions We have got usual. some opening questions. But if you'd like to send us an opening question, please do. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Parenting Tools Pod. Amazing. So this one comes from Helen on Instagram, and it is, what do you think of the phrase, it takes a village? And that's paraphrased I'd from... say, is that, is that where the phrase <laughs> finishes? <laughs> when in Rome. Um, it takes a village to raise a child, isn't it? Is the... Yeah is the uh, the phrase and i've been doing a bit of research oh come on i looked at this i looked into the phrase and where it came from nice because who has villages anymore <laughs> well there are villages in the uk there are villages but you know we, we live in towns <laughs> and cities mostly don't we i know people i live in a village <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what i mean a village it's isn't, the, same. isn't it's not, the norm anymore it's not the same as it no. That's what it used to mean. No, you're right. So, it says, the phrase, it takes a village to raise a child, originates from an African proverb. And it conveys the message that it takes many people, the village, to provide a safe, healthy environment for children where they are given the security they need to develop and flourish and be able to realise their hopes and dreams. So that goes beyond just raising a baby. It's the community providing your child everything they need the infrastructure they need to yeah. grow up oh, and be decent. See, this is something that I think might be like unique to our, our Western listeners. Little shout out to our international audience there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come on to that. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed, especially in COVID, and mainly, well, especially since it's been a parent, when our daughter arrived, we literally just moved in with our in-laws. Mm. We could not have done it without them. Yeah. And that was under like some seriously like circumstances that you wouldn't want. However, had it gone smoothly, I think we still would have needed the in-laws on both sides yeah. to seriously like chip in. Mm. And like I understand now when, especially not in the UK, it's not necessarily the norm, but overseas, like generations live in the same house together. Mm. And like before I, I couldn't understand it because uh, I'm like, like my own space. But now like when it comes to kids, I completely get it because it's like, they can all chip in while you rest and like the kids get the best of everyone because when you're tired you can tag yeah. out whereas when there's like one or two of you you're just tired like constantly mm. <laughs> and like trying to toe that line of not getting agitated or annoyed and it's like actually if there's more of you that love those children the same sort of way they'll get the best out of it practically though <laughs> I don't think I can live my in-laws again Do you know what? I love my <laughs> mum and dad and I love my in-laws but I'd rather struggle on my own. 
they all listen to this podcast and I love them very much. <laughs> but no, the whole idea of the village, uh, like it's probably outdated now in the sense that we don't live in small village communities where you don't move out of that community. People move around and stuff. And yeah. So in that sense, it's from its origins, we've come from that. What people mean now by is it takes a village is it you need support yeah, right, yeah. To, to have a baby and, and raise them. And that's something that we've found really beneficial especially when it comes to us having time to ourselves, being able to call 100%. on our parents and say, look, can you babysit on Friday night or Saturday night? Yeah. We want to go out or yeah. can we go out? Or our friends have invited us out and we both want to go. That's been really beneficial. And that time to just recharge your batteries obviously re-energizes you first and foremost. 100%. But it puts... One thing that I'm constantly reminded of being a parent is that I still need to make time for my marriage. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And like when you're a parent especially with the kids our age, our kids, our shared, <laughs> our shared kids' age, um, you, you know, all your time goes into them because they, they're not old enough to be left alone yet. Yeah. So for me, it's a co- like a conscious effort of, I need to put time into my marriage. So being able to call my mum and dad up and say, can you babysit so we can go out and spend some time yeah. is really important. And, and I find as well, it's even like the evenings in the week get, taken away by so many different things especially in your job yeah like like even this week for example um, so many things propping up in the evenings where it's so easy to get halfway through the week and go oh no we've not spent any time together mm. um, and that like we were chatting before the podcast like when I'm tired and when you've not spent time with your spouse like that's when you start to get more agitated and you start to argue and bicker yeah. more than yeah. actually as soon as you get some time together without kids it's like that is like the dream yeah um and like we've seen some like little cheats on uh instagram on tw- on twitter like i was saying there was that guy that one that you sent me um that he can have to be more specific okay. <laughs> <laughs> he convinced his wife that he had to uh... charge his electric car for an hour by sitting in it every time yeah. he got home and there's like those things that you need like to re-energize yourself. That's amazing, isn't but it? But then especially like if you're in a marriage or if you're parenting with someone, yeah, it's like that relationship is actually more important mm. because if that relationship isn't good, then your parenting is going to suffer, mm. um, which is what we've said it time and time again. Like hats off for like single parents that have to do it by themselves without someone. Yeah. And like, people that haven't got parents nearby. Oh, 100%. Like even, even this week, I'm saying, actually, I feel quite stressed towards a holiday but the holiday is with children around. Mm. And so there's literally the Saturday night that we get back. My in-laws are looking after our daughter. And so it's like, we can just go away, like refresh, just spend some time together without having to worry about kids. Yeah. And like, that is so important before we then get back into work and back into rhythm, back into life. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I love the phrase kind of, it takes a, a village. I say it quite often, actually. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> mainly because it's recognizing that it takes a lot of people involved like chipping in when you uh, try to convince people <laughs> come on it takes a village it takes a village look after my door <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Helen for that question and that conversation leads nicely onto the next question that came from Callum 1L Calum Callum some Scottish people say Calum don't they I, I don't know many Cal. Scottish people that say we'll Calum <laughs> we'll go for Callum it's not just their accent I heard it on the radio on the way up Calum and it made me think of this because I clocked his name Oh, let us know, Calum, Callum. <laughs> so yeah, this has come from, I'm going to go for Callum. As a dad, how do you balance time at home versus time at work? And in brackets, being a hands-on dad, but also providing. Oh, man. So, this is such a tough one. It's a balancing act. Like, I don't know about you, and I, maybe it's something like innate to blokes as well, because I've spoken to a lot of men about this. Mm. Of there is just something within us that wants to provide, yeah. That responsibility of having to look after our family and like protect yeah. and and he's put the word provide in, yeah. There. And there's 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 all of that tension in there, and I completely get it. And it is so hard to get right. Mm. It is, it is hard. Uh, there's especially with the cost of living at the minute. Like my thing is right. I need to provide more. I need yeah. to earn more. I need to bring in more. I think that was partly because my wife was on maternity leave and she was coming to the end of that. So her income was draining. I was thinking, right, I need to kind of offset that. So then I was thinking, do I just apply for jobs because it's more money at cost of my happiness? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, do I just, am I just going to go into a job where I'm miserable, but it's more money? 
and, and there is such like a tension because like especially with my job it's one that I've chosen not necessarily for money mm. um, like I used to be a designer and there's a lot more money in that <laughs> but it's one of those decisions that actually for my own well-being and for the sake of my family mm. I thought it was necessary to make that step towards that job yeah and it is a constant kind of tension of going what is the most important thing um and that that is what helps me answer this question of how do you get the balance right is what is the most important thing i think as as anyone as a parent who's working like you want to have enough to provide for your kids you want to have enough so that you don't have to worry so much yeah as soon as you've got to that place of you've got enough for me that's a that's where it becomes easier family and other things have to then take the priority mm. and even even the sake of making more money there's no amount that you can pay to spend more time with your kids mm. like if you won the lottery sure you could quit everything and spend as much time as you like in but, Jesus name <laughs> <laughs> but for most people who are living like paycheck to paycheck you're not going to get that time back I think for me there was a real switch when we had our first of and I'm not saying that a job was never important to me mm. But my wife worked full-time, I worked full-time. If I lost my job, she could pay the mortgage, pay the bills with her wage. And it's like, right, I'll get another job. As soon as we had a kid, as soon as we had a baby, I know people don't like the word kid. I don't like the word kid. I say it a lot. Um, as soon as we had our first baby... <laughs> our kid. Um, as soon as we had our first baby, it was like, I now need yeah. this job. Mm. So like my performance levels... I wanted to take a step up, but I was shattered all the time. Yeah. So they probably dipped. I'm like trying twice as hard for less <laughs> productivity. <laughs> but it is, it's one of those things that I think as, as men, I mean, probably women feel the same, but we can't speak into that. But as men, we do have that innate thing inside us of we need to provide yeah. and we need to protect. And part of that protection is to provide. And it's hard to it's balance so, it. It's so hard. And the, the hardest thing that I find is actually I can't switch off that easily. Like mm. I can leave work, but still be at work in my head. And that's a problem that I know loads of people have. They can be with their kids. They can be with their family. But actually mentally they're checked out because they're thinking about all the tasks that they've got to do, the reports they've got to give or anything else that's going on at work. But for me, like the honestly, the biggest impact on this whole area has been my faith. Genuinely, when it comes to money, like money is important and like I respect it but actually my faith has stepped in especially in the last kind of few years and gone that's an area I don't have to worry because I believe God will sort it out at the end of the day yeah I still work as hard I still take every job opportunity do all of that sort of stuff however like taking the pressure off myself a little bit um, because if I don't it consumes my mind so much mm. about having to provide and having to do all of that sort of stuff and beyond that of wanting to provide for my kids like a better future and all that sort of stuff like the list is endless like you could always keep providing more and better yeah. but actually for me it's just knowing half of that battle isn't in my hands and so my brain takes a bit of a rest from that mm. and that's a really hard one to explain because in covid i quit my job to support my wife and my daughter yeah. We moved in with my in-laws because all of that situation. But the key thing is I didn't just take time off work. I literally quit. So we had no income. Yeah. Um, and it got a few months in and we'd had savings and that was all right. And that was all like, okay. Um, and then got a tax rebate because I wasn't working. I'll get it. That was, that was great. Get us go for another month or two. <laughs> and it was getting to the point where we were having the conversation of going, actually, there is only so long that we can do this mm. like our mental health was struggling at the time as well so part of that was necessary but then it all just worked out that the next job i had started when our money ran out and yeah. it was like oh okay so you need to work now yeah yeah but then again we're now in a position where if one of us took a hit we'd be okay for a little bit until the heating goes up again <laughs> <laughs> yeah you hear it on podcasts and people that are successful in business they talk about sacrifice Mm. and what they've sacrificed and it is literally what have you sacrificed to be yeah. there is it time at home yeah is it uh, time of leisure mm. time with your friends and it's what have you cut out to get ahead in your career something's got to give mm. for me personally the most important thing is my kids at the minute and i've been for a job interview where they said like it's nine till six not nine till five nine till six and you're in every day 
at the moment I work from home. Yeah. So that's not something I want to give up. I want to be home. Mm. And I want to, I don't want to be getting home at seven when they're in bed or getting in bed. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people, especially in the last 12 months have learned of there are alternative ways of doing things. Mm. Cause I grew up with the only model that most people probably assumed is your parents have to work as much as possible to afford to live. And then things eased out as the economy eased out. And maybe we're going back into a time where actually we're all just gonna have to work so much to afford yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah. But where there's space, it's really hard to adjust kind of your mindset to go, what is the most important thing right now? Mm. It could be your work. It, it could be your kids. It could be your spouse. It could be a mixture of all those three things. But it's that thing of once you've come to that conclusion, fighting tooth and nail to keep that balance constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And we've said it before, whatever looks the right thing for you yeah. will look different for me and will look different for Callum. So Callum, thank you for your question. Callum, Callum, do let us know. <laughs> butchered your name there. <laughs> do let us know. But, you know, you'll figure it out and you'll figure out the best way that works for you. And uh, we wish you all the best. There's a, there's a thing in our notes, George, that I'm very confused by. Yeah. Space potato. Space potato. Yeah. Works a treat. <laughs> so well, that solves that one uh, yeah moving on so <laughs> i mentioned recently that our little boy loves bolognese yeah. he loves garlic bread he likes chips that's a lot of what he eats and yeah. i don't mind him eating pasta because my dad's italian that's what italians eat they eat pasta all the time so but i thought recently we need to start mixing it up a bit so we made bangers and mash sausage he likes sausage as well throw that in and all of a sudden, I don't know why, I just said, eat your space potato, because he loves Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> and uh, my wife clocked onto what I was doing. She went, oh yeah, yeah, eat your space potato. And I'm pretty certain astronauts eat mushed up food from pouches. Yeah. So we're not lying food. to him. That is brilliant. So I said, eat your space potato. She started eating his mashed potato. Wow. And it worked an absolute treat. He loved it. He loved the mash. He loved the sausages. So that, that's, a, that's an invention. You've come up with that. I, well, I don't think I've come up with it. No, but <laughs> no one's told you. I don't think Try I'm the space it. potato. No. No one. That and it is just a came out. Top tool. It's top tool. tool. It wasn't preempted and it wasn't pre planned. I just thought he needs to eat. That is genius. So I went and for it space works. Potato. Does, this, does yeah. it still work? Well, I've not tried it since. Oh. Yeah, but we'll. Uh, we'll That'd be the a tester. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's um, that's working. So you, I'm I'm pretty certain you can sub out space for whatever. I was about to say, I wonder what other foods it works for. What's Mush, Noah into? Mushy peas? What does she like? What does Noah like? She likes chicken nuggets and chips. But like, what's the word I'm after? He likes Buzz Lightyear. What does she like? Oh, I get you now. Yeah. <laughs> what does she like? Um, she's loving the colour yellow. <laughs> Eat your yellow fish. <laughs> Don't eat yellow fish, dear me. No one loves anything to do with music at the minute. Um, she just lo she'll love it. She's making up her own little songs and mm. she dances to her own songs. Okay, maybe music musical food doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> Toot sweets. <laughs> <laughs> just giving her sweets for dinner. But yeah, the space potato works. So give it a try with something that your kid is... I wonder what other foods it works with. What, what else do you have mashed? Yeah, mushy peas is one. I, she like mushy peas. I don't know. I like mushy, I like mushy peas with that. a spoon of mint in there, mint sauce. Ooh. Eat mushy peas. Ooh. Really nice. Baked beans would surely work because it's too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else can you mash up? I don't know. You mash everything, don't you, at the start when they're first... Oh, that's a thing that's happened this week. What? We've gone from formula milk to cow's milk with our baby. Really? And that first poo the day after. I oh, talk me through this. This, this is unknown territory to me. Is it? Because of course, yeah, she's, she's allergic to she's dairy. She's literally never been on. Of course, anything dairy. Yeah. So uh, they say about a year old, and she's a year old next week. So that's another milestone. Yeah. Um, so we said, right, we'll start to transition her into cow's milk rather than formula milk. Twitter mums, don't come at me. And um, yeah, so there's a bit of like change with her stomach and getting used to it and stuff and so she's been sleeping really well first night we gave her cow's milk she was up with a bit of tummy ache and a bit of a pooey nappy then the next day a bit of a pooey nappy so we're finding a balance between formula and cow's milk kind of okay. mixing the two and then you kind of slowly start to change the ratio that's what my wife's doing 
Wow. I think. Oh, fair play. Because we're, we're on the uh, the milk ladder. Have you heard of this? Yeah, you've mentioned it. Yeah. yeah we're on that now. Because um, my daughter's allergic to egg, milk, and soy. How many rungs on the ladder? <laughs> there are many. <laughs> many um, rungs. So much so that we're not, we're not even technically on the milk ladder. We're on the egg ladder to begin with. <laughs> Cracking. <laughs> <laughs> Quality stuff there. Oh, thank um, you. But the suggestion is, from the nutritionist, mm. start with fairy cakes. Fairy cakes? Like as in? Actual cakes, yeah. Amazing. They've got just egg and no milk, so start with those. Eat your um, fairy cakes. Yeah. <laughs> sounds great. Um, it wasn't great in terms of the stomach department, mm. um, so it's going a lot slower than first anticipated. I do feel for them, because well, it literally is a shock to the system. Yeah. Yeah. And And it's also worse when they can't explain what's going on. Yeah, like my like, little girl. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. so my daughter can speak now, and she can point or tell us what's going on. When they can't, it's so difficult. No. I find that so stressful as well. Yeah, especially middle of the night. Mid middle of the night. <laughs> middle of the night. I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> middle of the night. You just you're just thinking. Please don't let it be a poo. And you're kind of just like trying to settle them, and then you get a whiff, and you're like, oh no. Now I've got to turn the light on. Then you're doing the whole like squinting, <laughs> squinting thing. So yeah, that was. Uh, that was a bit of a change. But yeah, she's one next. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Next week, and speaking of birthdays, got a question for you. Oh, go on. So, a friend of mine recently told me about a gift he'd bought someone, and it was quite an extravagant gift, very expensive. Wow. And then he saw the person that gave it, that he gave the gift, was tagged in Facebook, a Facebook post saying, from someone else, saying, thank you so much for your kind gift. No. So, he had given someone a gift. That person had given it to someone else and they tagged him in and no he saw it. Way. So The re-giving of gifts. The re-giving of gifts. <sighs> and I won't say how much it was, but it was pricey. And I would have been livid. And he was like, do you know what? It's fine. He's a much nicer guy than me. <laughs> he was like, it's fine. You know, once you've given a gift to someone, it's theirs to do with what they want. If they want to give it to someone else. I agree with that in principle. But not that much. I'll tell you how much it was after, and your jaw <laughs> will hit the floor. The, th- the thing is, for me, like I, I love giving gifts. Is it your love language? It's one of my love languages. <laughs> genuinely, love languages. So wow. when it's like gifts, I've thought a lot about it. You got me a lovely gift, actually. Here we go on topic. The Liverpool football. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, on a little plinth in my office. Look at that. A lot of thought went into that. See, Brilliant. yeah, I appreciate it. So when I give a gift, it's like I've thought a lot about this. Mm. So then for it to be re-given, it's not even, it's more of like a, a, a dig at me. Of, oh, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't spot on. Yeah. Didn't like it enough. Yeah. So my question is, have you ever had a present that your kids have been given that you have absolutely hated that you've just thought that's going to someone else on their birthday? <laughs> um, short answer, no. Listeners. <laughs> I bet there's some listeners oh, yeah, yeah. that have re-gifted. Long answer is there's definitely been stuff that we've been given that we choose to leave at Nanny's house. Yeah, we've done that. What we've a lovely that. gift. It's going to live at Nanny's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've done that with the noisy toys. <laughs> and something I used to do with my sister 
I would purposely buy massive toys. Really? Like, yeah, I bought my nephew a six foot dinosaur <laughs> for Christmas one year. And then I bought my other nephew a bouncy castle. <laughs> that is genius. It was amazing. Now we've got it back. It's come back to us and we we love it. But I remember um, I said, oh, I just need to go to the car and get another present. And uh, I said to my sister, it's quite, a, you know, quite a lot of us in the living room Christmas morning. So I'll just, I'll go set it up in the, the kitchen. She went, what is it? <laughs> I said, nothing bad. I said, but like, it's just really crammed in here and he, and he does need a bit of space. Bounce castle. <laughs> and it took up the whole kitchen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that I wouldn't have forgiven. Well, I would have forgiven my brother and sister-in-law. <laughs> wait, my sister and brother-in-law for re-gifting a few of my gifts. But oh. um, and I'm still waiting for them to get us back. And they've been really kind and not. <laughs> One of the things that we've come across this week, and I'm curious to see if it's propped up in your house, in the night garden. Oh, yeah. It's not been for a while, but oh. the pinky ponk and the ninky nonk. And oh, my word. I feel like I'm tripping. Tombly woos. What is... Who comes up with this? Oh, my... Like, legitimately, I'm concerned. Whoever came up with that. It's the same person who It's does. creepy as well. It is a bit. Like, I'm genuinely... I think I'm having nightmares from it. Yeah. But it's the, it's the same guy who does the other one. <laughs> the the oh, other one at bedtime on CBBS. In the day garden. In the day. <laughs> oh, what's it called? It's like, it's Peppy Nana. I have no idea. she's got a, she's, she goes to bed with a pencil in her pocket and she writes to the moon. <laughs> who is coming up with these things? The same guy. <laughs> he's either very creative and he's got this like amazing brain. Well, that's probably what it is. Yeah, but so, so I've got a question on this. So if you've not seen it before, the show starts with a child going to sleep. It's a different child every episode. Is it? Different child. I found out from my wife. She, she was keen eye. Yeah. And then the... it then it like fades into the whatever, the blue little, whatever his name is, Plinky Iggle Plonk. Iggle Piggle. Iggle Piggle, that's yeah. the one, on a boat in the ocean. Yeah. And he's falling asleep. And it goes back into his dream. Oh, is it Eagle Piggle's dream? That's what it feels like. It feels ah, like a little bit of Inception yeah, going Inception. on here. The question I've got is, what is going on here? It's mental. Is this a child dreaming about the blue Eagle Piggle who's then having another dream? Not a clue. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> it works in the sense of, I when we used to watch it with that little boy, I would just catch myself nodding off it, it, it like especially when it winds down to bedtime and it's yeah, like yeah. and there's like oh, sleep because that's the whole point of them isn't it I to kind know. of wind them down for bed it's genius yeah it's like hypnotic i don't know but it works on adults <laughs> <laughs> honestly i've caught myself a few times just dozing off it's just it's so bizarre <laughs> in the garden of the night <laughs> just i feel myself going now honestly <laughs> Iggle Piggle. <laughs> no, they they are they are weird and they are effective. Honestly, it's, it's too weird. I, I would love to hear some of the listeners' explanations for what is going on. My wife has a theory that Iggle Piggle on the sea is simply just a representation of drifting off to sleep because he's drifting on the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's supposed to represent the, the child's mind in a dream. But I would love I mean, to hear some sense. other theories. That's it. That's a good theory, though. From M, that's a great theory. Yeah, I'm, it might just be it. Drifting off to sleep. Mm. Tell you what, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> dangerous territory. There. And if the uh, you're playing like kids' themes in the car when you're driving, Iggle Piggle <laughs> comes on. Turn it off. <laughs> turn it off because you will cause accidents. <laughs> George, we've uh, we've had a message from uh, some of our international audience. Yeah, yeah, we've had a question on TikTok, and it came from Jace. You're going to have to say this, Yoshi Kudu. Sorry if I've butchered that name. I mean, we struggled with Callum. True, <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, but they asked a question of uh, to explain what soft play is. Literally, what soft play is? Yeah, is it's a a play center where all the walls and the floors are made from padded materials. You that, could could say soft. Do you know, that is an excellent description because until now, had you questioned me, I didn't think soft play needed an explanation. No. 
Yeah, actually, when you listen to it, soft play, you're just not playing rough. Oh, that's true. Non-contact. <laughs> yeah. Tag. Tag rugby. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the soft play is, is padded, floors, walls, and there's slides and different things for you to run into and ball pits that you don't hurt yourself. It's basically a safe play where you can't get hurt, but I was at a soft place on... Soft place? I was at a soft play on Saturday. And Mr. Merseyside Derby, but it was my nephew's birthday. So well worth it. Worthy course. Yeah. And I saw a little girl absolutely stack it. <laughs> so there were not monkey bars, but do you know like the Olympic rings where they hang down and it's rings yeah. on yeah, yeah, yeah. material? She was upside down. And she, Brave. she just fell right onto her head. And she bounced up and just looked around. And do you know when a, a kid kind of wants to cry? Yeah. I'm just stood there. Because we were leaving. So I was like at the bottom of the slide waiting to get to get our, our little boy. And I was like, are you okay? And she just went. <laughs> if you're listening on Spotify, she did a nervous nod. But you could tell that she wasn't okay. And then oh, she just kind her. of trotted out. But she, I tell you what, she had a, a hard landing. There was nothing soft about that play at that moment. But yeah, Yoshi Kudu. That is what soft play is. And figuratively speaking, it's just a, a pool of germs. Yeah, it's a cesspool. <laughs> Guaranteed to come back with a cough and cold. Guaranteed. <laughs> and that's a guarantee. It is a GP's waiting room. <laughs> I'll have to explain that as well. <laughs> so, George, have you got any uh, daddy issues this week? Um, The one that comes to mind is, and I've mentioned it before. So on one of the earlier episodes, I said something along the lines of my daddy issue changes like every day because my kids change every day. And I said that my daughter was screaming and like screeching and she stopped. The scream is back. Oh no. The scream is back. That's a roller coaster there. (laughs) (laughs) And it is loud and it is piercing and it is, do you know like when it feels like your brain is like just pressing the side of your head? That's what it's like. And she does it Basically, when she wants food. I was about to say, what's the cause? What's the, yeah, the if trigger? If, not just food, but if you've got something she wants, and it normally is food if we're eating and she's not, just scream. Or if you've got, you know, my little boy's got a toy that she wants, just scream. She can't oh, speak. Yeah. So that's her way of letting you know, I'm here. And I want that. Sort us out. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so loud. And, and you can't negotiate with children that can't speak. No. So you've just got to... Either give it them no. or just let them scream. And if you say, like, no, she doesn't know what that means. I think, well, she might do now. But, yeah, it's just the screaming is thinking about it now. <laughs> so you got a visible headache. Honestly. Yes, yeah, it's, it's really bad. So that's just, and it's like most things with kids, it's a phase. It'll yeah. pass. But it's not a nice phase to be in. Not a good phase at all. No. So it's, it's just so, so loud. So I need to kind of teach her some. Some more words. She's only got three. <laughs> Come on, love, hurry up. <laughs> no, not those ones. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's at the minute is it's hard. And like, I was outside the other day, left the front door open, and it travels as well. So I don't know what the neighbours could think we're doing to this child. But if the doors are, and the windows are open, the scream will will. Have reach. you been out to like restaurants or anything with her recently? Yeah. But you've just got to be quick. You've got to sort her out first. And but that's the problem. So you do sort her out first. Then you think, right, she's sorted. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna tuck in now. And then as soon as you pick your fork up, bang. She's not alright now. <laughs> but she's just so cute. That's the another annoying thing. It just makes yeah. it worse. You wanna be annoyed and you look at her and she just smiles at you. Oh. I'm finding that really difficult with like trying to be like bring discipline in mm. of like trying to discipline my child in a good way. Thank yeah. you, uh, Super Nanny. <laughs> but just, she's too cute. It's hard, isn't and it? And it's like when she's trying to be funny after she's been naughty, she's really funny. Yeah. And like it's such a battle to stop like the smile or smirk on my face. Yeah. And she's then got it, instant guilt. And then also like following through with the discipline. Mm. It's like you've got to do it, but it's also like they're just so cute. We do like the count to three. Yeah. And I'll say one, two, and I'm thinking please don't let me get to three because I really don't want to carry through. I don't know who invented this. I mean, Counting. the numbers. 
<laughs> no, but the counting to three for kids. But I'm pretty sure my daughter had never encountered it until we did it. And it worked. It worked first time. It does work. I don't understand. Psychological. It's got to be. But what do you do? Like, has any, I'm asking the, the listeners here, have you got to three? And then just go, come on then. Yeah, bottled it. <laughs> now, when it's, when it's three, it's right. Pick him up, go yeah. take him, you know, either on the stairs or take him to his room. But I, I just don't like getting to three because I think I've got no plan here. <laughs> <laughs> They've caught me off guard. Yeah, I've not thought past three. <laughs> I thought up to two. <laughs> well, we had, uh, the other day we were at a kid's party. So Saturday, Moses had Derby Day, yeah. was back-to-back kid's parties. And the first one, my wife came up to me and she did that thing where she went, you can sort him now. So I've got no context of what's happened, but something has happened. <laughs> Tips are over the edge. Yeah, like, you can sort him now. So I picked him up and he was crying. Put him on the stairs and he just wouldn't look at me. I said, yeah, look at daddy. Wouldn't. I said, daddy's not cross. I said, I'm not cross. I don't like doing that. I don't like doing daddy's not because I want to teach him how to speak properly. So I'm not cross. And he looked up at me. I said, why are you sad? He went, I don't know. Oh. And I said, well, and this was a bit of a punt. I thought, I'm just going to try this, see if it works. <laughs> I went, well, should we go be happy? He went, yeah. <laughs> You've hacked it. And just stopped. So I said, give me a smile. And he said, no. I thought, okay, I've, I've pushed it there. Gone too far. So I said, I'll give you a smile. He looked at me, I smiled. And then he cracked a little sidey smile. But it was literally from tears like looking down would not look at me to do you want to be happy yep I said right let's go back downstairs and be happy join the party that sounds sure like an incredible parenting moment it's a one off I'm pretty certain mate you've hacked it there I'll try it again (laughs) but it was like if you can't tell me why you're sad but do you find even that phrase like breaks your heart yeah so like my daughter no she she speaks to herself as the third person we'll get to that later she's Noah's sad Oh, it's horrible. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's horrible. What do you do? Yeah. Most of the time, they don't know why they're sad. Mm. But, oh, horrible. But yeah, he, he, and his whole thing of I don't know makes me sound a bit cold, but he says that a lot. Yeah. It's like he'll come into our bedroom in the morning and we're like, okay, is your clock yellow or blue? Shout out, grow clock. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> and uh, he'll say it's blue. I'll say, why are you out of the room then? I don't know. If he comes down at night after we put him to bed, like, yeah. what are you doing? I don't know. So that's his go-to answer is, I don't yeah. know. So when he says to me, you know, I'm, I'm, why are you sad? I don't know. It's not that he genuinely doesn't know. It's, it's just automatic. That's his answer yeah. for things. So yeah, I'm not that cold. <laughs> but yeah, let's go be happy. You've uh, And you've skirted across something there, which me and my wife have talked about. The, the, the glow clock? Grow clock? Grow clock. The grow clock. Yeah. What is it? And does it kind of work? No. Nope. <laughs> So the grow clock is a, a clock that you can set the time to and the, the the face is blue at night time and then it will go yellow in the morning and they know it's time to get out of the out of bed. Oh, so, so when it goes yellow... They can get out of bed. Okay. So his is set for 6.35 and that was us being optimistic. <laughs> wow. And it doesn't work. Every day in our room and if it does work, he'll burst through the door. He's like, my clock's yellow! And he <laughs> always does it in a deep voice. But then most mornings he comes in and he's like, mommy. And you just know, you just know that the clock's still blue without asking. So uh, yeah, the grow clock, that's what it is. That's what it should do. But we haven't had much success with it. Because we've been talking about trying it recently. Kind of ours. <laughs> <laughs> but he loves it. He loves, it's a 24 hour clock. So it's like, you can say to him, what's the numbers on the clock? Yeah, you say yeah. 813 and you know what the time is. But um yeah, you can have ours, mate. <laughs> well, well, we'll try it, and then uh, we'll let you know if it works. Yeah, please do. And do you know what? I hope it does work. So, so do I. <laughs> At this point, I'll try it then. Just set it for 10 o'clock. <laughs> Shoot for the moon. <laughs> or the sunshine. <laughs> so one of the things that I would probably say is my daddy issue this week, um, it's probably just something that's got me thinking. Have you seen that program on, I think it's Disney Plus, Welcome to Wrexham? The Ryan Reynolds thing. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I've seen it. I've not watched it, but I've seen and the it. the other guy. I've forgotten his name. Oh, <laughs> it's like the Ryan something, isn't it? Yeah, Ryan. Is it Ryan? Ryan and Ryan. Could be. I don't know. <laughs> it's from... Uh, I bet he's so used to that. <laughs> it's from It's Only Sunny in Philadelphia. 
or when it's some sunny he calls it sunny it's called it sunny <laughs> not a clue <laughs> anyway um basically two actors from america have bought a football club in wales non-league non-league yeah. football club in wales and they've decided to make a documentary about it like hats off to them they've said right from the beginning the documentary is not about them trying to showcase their success story it's about mm. the people from wrexham and bring in kind of just some eyes onto Wrexham to the city and to the fans and kind of the little village is it a village? Well, no one lives in villages anymore <laughs> <laughs> anyway cut it all story short it's quite emotional with four episodes in and uh, they weren't lying when they said they were going to focus on the people it is emotional so it's not just a sport documentary it's not just a sport documentary it's about kind of culture of football and what that does for a town like Wrexham where actually it creates this whole community around it and people literally live their whole lives around this football team. The one example which really got me, um, it was just cut to this this guy. He was just talking about how he's a painter and he hates his job. And he was like, every day I go home, get in the bath and I just think there must be more to life than this. Mm. At that point, like I'm already like close to sobbing. Like, oh man, that's that that really hits hard. That's deep. Then the next scene, he sat there with his two kids and he goes, oh, my wife just left me as well. Wow. And it was like, and the next thing he said, this guy was just so honest and he was like, and it breaks my heart because I just want us all to be together. And it's like, you don't know what's gone on in that relationship or what's led them to that point. But it just made me like completely like break for a minute of man, like this guy is not only dissatisfied in work and like what we were talking about earlier of work-life balance, this guy's not happy at all. And then when he goes home, he's having to process the breakdown of his own relationship whilst then only seeing his kids 50% of the time. Yeah, that must be horrible. And it's like, sometimes I get so caught up in my own family and thinking about like the importance of spending time with my kids and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then that just made me realise, man, like you just got to make the most like of everything. Because it's like with that guy, like he's still trying to make the most of it. And like, you know, they're still like good parents from afar, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's like, it just looked like a real wake up call to go, oh man, like don't take anything for granted. Because it's just like, that is precious. And this guy was being so raw and real and honest. And he was like, there was positive sides to it as well. But it was just that wake up call of going, oh man, like when I'm around my kids, just put the phone away. Like mm. <laughs> just take every moment you get. Yeah, um, and that that got me a bit emotional this week. Yeah, because I've noticed that you put your phone on do not disturb, and then you've mentioned that to me before that like, yeah. you do that intentionally. So one of the the habits that I have is that we mentioned it earlier of being away from work but still at work in your head mm. or on other projects or other things that you're thinking about. And like I'd be with my daughter and my wife, and it's just so easy just to reach for your phone and like like search on twitter on whatsapp or anything or answer an email especially if it's like feels important but it's like i'm constantly having that battle of going just having to leave my phone in a different room and i'm not always good at it and it's a constant struggle yeah but it's the recognizing of whatever it is it can wait because this moment's precious yeah um and it's i'm trying to improve i'm trying to get better um because it is just too easy like just especially when you switch off from work and like oh i'll just see what's on like Instagram or something yeah. during bath time or something. And it's like just trying to just reclaim some of those areas of like the stuff that's good and like yeah. taking those moments well. Yeah. And that, that goes, so we've come full circle really back to Callum's question. Yeah. And like there's so many times where I, so like I'll, I'll finish work, put the kids to bed, anything right now, that's my time for me. That's my time for my wife. Yeah. You know, and like it can be right. I've not checked my phone all day. I've not checked this all day. I've got, and it's important things. Couldn't just, it's not just checking Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It could be, mm-hmm. right, I've got this text to reply to. And then you fall down the rabbit hole. You're on it for five minutes and you both just sat there watching something without watching it, without communicating. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a really, it's a good, it's a good top tool. Which is one of the reasons why we've started doing that thing of when my wife's putting it to bed, I just have some time to do those things get it out of the way it's like now I know when I get home from work I do have time allocated in the evening to switch off to answer emails or to answer texts or anything like that which I haven't got to in the day but then it helps me go okay that's that time 
So for this time, I'm just focused on what's in front of me. Yeah. And then afterwards, I'm just focused on what's in front of me. Yeah. Rather than just always thinking, oh, like thinking about that text or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it is it is a constant balancing act. Yeah. It is. It is. There's a, there's a lot to balance. And one thing that I don't want to do is in like 20 years time, thinking long term. Yeah. When our kids leave home is for me and my wife to look at each other and be like, well, who are we without them? Yeah. yeah. I still want us to be us. Yeah. And you give so much of your kids, of yourself to your kids mm. that that can happen without even realizing. And I'm only aware of it because I've got friends that are older and they've said to me, you know, you've got to make sure that you still have time for you, mm. you guys, not as parents, but as a couple, as a married couple, because time will fly. It's so important. And your kids will need you less and less. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't just want to be their parents. You want to be each other's spouse. It's a top tool. It's deep. It's a deep. But we it's went a- deep. <laughs> So that what's that? Welcome to Wrexham. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah, I've seen it. Disney Plus. I've seen it when I was putting Lightyear on, but Not I haven't sponsored. watched it. <laughs> Open to a sponsor. I'll delve into it. We'll delve into it, see if the missus is up for it. Oh, it's good, but be warned, it is emotional. How many episodes are there? Uh, there's four at the moment. They come out every week. Okay. So it's not one that you can just binge, which is quite helpful. Have you found that before and after kids, your approach to series is a lot different? Because before kids, I'd be like, Lee, there's 22 episodes. <laughs> now we've got kids, I'm like, there's 22 episodes. And I was thinking, this is going to take us years. There is, we, since we have kids, we are now watching more series separately. Oh, we don't do so that. So ha- before we had kids, we'd watch pretty much everything. And we'd just, oh, I'll give it a try. Mm. Tw- 21 episodes a season, five seasons. Sounds like sure, a nice night yeah. in. <laughs> you like it? I'll, I'll learn to enjoy it. Yeah. Now it's like, there are things that we watch together. And things that we watch apart because oh. there's just not enough time together. We can't do a series together because my wife is one of those who falls asleep at like half nine. No. And so if I'm watching a series, I'll finish it before she's like got a quarter of the way in. And then she'll be like, oh, you always watch it without me. So I'm I'm the annoying person where Em will be like, oh, do you want to watch this with me? And I'm like, no. Why would I want to watch that? Yeah. Three episodes in, I'm like... <laughs> That, that it's seems like interesting. One o'clock, we go to bed. Yeah. No, no, no. We can got another one. <laughs> like watching it over my shoulder while doing something. I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. <laughs> Have to go back and rewatch the first three episodes together. <laughs> oh, amazing. So yeah, welcome to Rexham. Give it a try. Thank you for all the questions, the comments, the stories. Uh, please do be in touch. Um, generally, that we find them hilarious. We do. So if you want to get in touch, you can do on email parentingtoolspod at gmail.com or on TikTok and Instagram at parentingtoolspod.